When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Friday, February 11th, and we have two plays that reported earnings this morning. The first one, let's look them up, is Under Armour. We kind of said, had uh, mentioned this one, I believe. Let me pull it up on TrendSpider real quick. I believe we had a buy on this one, yes, at sixteen ninety nine. dollars um, Back a few days ago, it was, looks like, uh, January 31st, so it was about 11 days ago. Uh, that was at, I'm sorry, that was at 1590. So I think we started looking at this one around 16. Um, it popped all the way up to uh, about 19, it looks like, over the past couple of days. Um, just before earnings, it kind of popped up to 19. So uh, like I said, if, if you were in this one, I don't know if you quite got the 10% move prior to earnings. The reason why it's down is they announced that there were supply chain issues in the fourth quarter, kind of like I had said when I went in there, that the inventory just didn't seem as up to date as I thought it should be uh, for a holiday season specifically. And they said it lingers into Q1. So that was why um, that one kind of took off. Uh, it almost got to 19 it looks like but then it's kind of slid down it's trading at about 1680 right now um if you're in the money i i think you take your profits i think you you move on um because i do think that this one might become a little bit volatile specifically with their uh, p ratio of 66 i think that one might come into play if you're uh, out of the money, I don't know that you necessarily take the loss unless you need to. If you need the capital dollars to allocate somewhere else, I think there might be a better uh, places to put your money. But if you've got an investment, if you believe in this one, I, my belief is that it's a $22 stock. I think this one could actually pop to 22 as we see reopenings, as we see uh, the supply chain come under control. Uh, I think this one probably goes back to the, the tw at least the 20 range. Um, it's 52 week high was just in November and that was 22.99. So I, I don't think that this one's crazy. Um, again, I, I love Under Armour. I wear it exclusively. Um, I did not get into this one. I was slightly hesitant because it was around 17 when I was looking at it and I, I was like, okay, do I think there's going to be a 10% pop in earnings? I don't know because of the, uh, the inventory issues that I experienced and they announced, um, on the call. Um, so, but I do think that this one moves into the 20. So if I had gotten at 17, I, I would not be upset right now. I'd probably be getting out. Um, I probably would have taken my 1790 or so. Um, well, hindsight is 2020. I can say what I would have done, but I, I didn't. I didn't take this chance. I, I said this was a, a risk, um, but I, I, I'm glad if you got in. I, I'm glad you're in because I don't think that you're going to be sorry within 12 months. Uh, I think you'll make your 10% within 12 months. Cleveland Cliffs was another one that we've been watching for a couple of weeks now. 
Um, let's see where the uh, algorithm on TrendSpider got us in. The algorithm on TrendSpider would have gotten us in at $16.99. That was where the $16.99 came in. So $16.99, and that was back on January 31st. This one saw quite a move up. Um, it got all the way almost to 22. Yesterday's day range got to 2152. Um, they reported earnings. They gave full year guidance. Everything looked good. But again, I, I think you had some profit takers on this one. Uh, if you've got your 10%, happy for you. Um, I believe that I got in. I, I sold prior to earnings. Uh, and I think I, I disclosed this. I sold prior to earnings. Uh, I think I got in around 1720, 1730, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, I took my 10% and I took it all off the board. Uh, I do think that today with it trading around 20, um, I think you're going to see um, it's it's overbought right now. The, the RSI is at 70. Um, I, I do think it's overbought. That probably needs to come down over the next couple of days. Um, again, you've got the 9 and the 21 moving in positive directions. And today's opening candle, uh, with yesterday's opening candle, hasn't touched back to the 9, which is a good indication. I'll post this one on our, our Medium blog. Um, the, the, the volumes indicate that it's still around a 2021 Somewhere in that neighborhood, I think you've still got a catalyst going up there. Um, we are trading at about the 200-day. This one, typically, when it hits the 200-day, it kind of takes off uh, historically. So um, I don't want to say you take your profits and run if, if you've kind of you know ridden that $1 down. Um, uh, but I do think that this one probably is a good one. Uh, again, costs, uh, my belief is that what's bringing this down is their, their implication that costs are going up. And I think that was it. So let's go to our, uh, well, let's talk about the overall market. What happened yesterday? I did the podcast and it was right before the CPI inflation numbers. Inflation was expected to be, I think, seven and a quarter percent. <clears throat> it came out to be seven and a half percent. Um, that's the largest um, monthly increase in 40 years. 1982, I believe, was the last time that was uh, that was said. So um, that tanked the market. What ironically happened was the market came back and was in positive territory until the St. Louis Fed chief, um, uh, Fed governor, um, came out and said, "Well." Now we've got an opportunity to actually um, raise rates by half a point. Um, he's been a hawkish, Bullard I think his name is, a hawkish Fed uh, governor. And he has been calling for the Fed to actually pull back their buying program, their asset uh, purchase program, and, and um, reduce the balance sheet. He's also been calling for rate hikes. Um, I think history is going to point towards he was probably right. Um in September, October, November, where, where he kind of said, hey, we should be raising the the, the, the rate now to head off inflation. Um, what's ironic, and I think in September, um, if I'm correct, they 100% of the governors never saw a rate increase. They, they didn't see inflation coming. They saw it as transitory, 100% of them. Um, and then all of a sudden in October... Uh, it seemed like it might not be transitory. And that was when uh, Powell said, hey, 
we might have to retire that word transitory. So um, I think Bullard for the last month or so has said the Fed is behind the curve. And so that tanked the market in the afternoon. What you're seeing this morning is uh, I woke up at around five. Um, I usually turn on CNBC, do some research on my phone while lying in bed and and look at some of the the reports that came in overnight, um, how the other markets did internationally. And we were down. I mean, the Nasdaq was down a good 200 points um, expected open. I think the uh, the Dow was open, you know, expecting a 300 point loss. So we opened that. We didn't open that way, but that was kind of when most of Wall Street wakes up. That's what they were looking at. Um, and it wasn't like that when the futures um, closed last night at eight o'clock. Well, the futures didn't close, but essentially when uh, trading stopped at eight o'clock, futures looked like it was going to be flat, not necessarily up, down, whatever. But then all of a sudden, boom, woke up this morning and they were significantly down. Um, a, a firm, and we'll go over this too again, uh, but, but overnight, you can't always trust it. <clears throat> what you're seeing now is uh, all of that has come back. It looks like we're going to get a flat open, which might indicate, again, if you're following me on Twitter, um, one of the things that I've said was, this week is not nine over the past 20 years, uh, nine out of 10 uh, times this particular week has been up. It's 89% on the SPY. So my belief is that we're going to see this week up. I, I think next week is a heavy seasonal favorite as well. I will t- uh, post that chart on Twitter uh, as well. So I think next week is going to be uh, up. I don't think it's got as great a chance as this is. But if we start hearing more indications of a rate increase, you're going to start seeing some companies um, like Affirm, which reported yesterday, and they 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 missed. Uh, part of it was Peloton. I think the Amazon partnership isn't um, isn't showing all of what they they expected. Um, there's a probably I, I think I read one analyst reports this morning that says even though they were down I think uh, 20% and they're down like I think 40 40 to 60% off their high um, but even though they're down they, they still see 20 to 30% downside even after this um, so I, I, again that's kind of the overall tally of today um, we're going to look at some additional earnings for the next week and some opportunities here. Um, some of the things I'm looking at the uh, Google Finance page that I set up with the um, some of the watch list. Disney is still trading at 152. Under Armour down at t- uh, 17. Um, Cleveland Cliffs is rising. It, it's up over 20 now in pre-market. Um, Tanger is one. Let's go over Tanger. SKT is the... Uh, is the chart this one was and we'll look at it in active trader pro this one was uh it is trading at 18 well i'm sorry the bid is 1610 the ask is 18 this one doesn't do a lot of pre-market so if you look at where it closed yesterday 1706 the 52 week range is 13 to 22 um tanger has their earnings on february 17th so it's next week um, you looked at a red candle yesterday in the afternoon. This one was a buy at 1657. Um, again, I think if you can get this one under 17 on earnings, Simon Property Group 
um, was a, a good indication of what this one could potentially be. Um, Simon Property Group, uh, they reported, I think it was close to 148, 149 when they reported. Uh, it's pulled back. It's at 143, 143.98. It kind of went went with the market yesterday. It went up in the morning and then down in the afternoon. So the P-E ratio on, the, on um, Simon Property is 21. The P-E ratio on Tanger is, uh, they're not making money, I guess. Um, no, they are making money. 47. I don't know. It doesn't list their, their PE ratio for some reason. Uh, oh, they lost money or four cents per share on their last earnings call. So, um, I, again, I've played Tanger and I've played Simon the whole way through the pandemic. If you go back and listen to older podcasts back from, uh, 2020, I was talking about Tanger and about eight, eight dollars. I was talking about Simon property group down around $30. Um, we were playing those names pretty, pretty progressively, um, throughout the, the, the pandemic. Um, they both have pretty good dividend yields as well. So while, while you were getting that capital, um, appreciation, you were also getting a pretty damn good dividend, to be honest with you. Um, everything looks like, you know, ironically, I'm in TrendSpider and I'm looking at my brokerage holdings. I've got a, uh, this is what's great about TrendSpider too, is they list all the pre-market percentage uh, up-down moves that they see. And my my portfolio looks pretty good up uh, up and down. So uh, Square looks like it, it pulled a, a pretty big pop. It's up 3.5%. Square has uh, uh, earnings on February 24th. Um, that one, ironically, they just gave a buy too in the algorithm. Let's see. Um, yes, it looks like one, I can't really read it, but it's, uh, I'll post this one cause you can't really see it for some reason, but I think it's 104, uh, I'm sorry, 108.31, I believe is what it is. Oh, I'm sorry. 111.29 is where it bought. Um, there have been several buy and sells, uh, fake outs on this one. Uh, it's significantly low. Uh, this one's following PayPal. And if you know PayPal, like I do because I hold it, uh, and Square, um, both of them have lost significant, significant dollar amounts. Um, again, going back to Tanger, not to leave that one. I think if you can get that one under 17, you might be able to play the earnings. Um, my belief is that if we do start to see a downturn, that one's probably closer to 16. So my stop loss would probably be around sixteen fifty if you do buy it at seventeen, just to not have a huge downturn there. Um, Square, their PE ratio is one fourteen. So uh, compared to PayPal, which is um, thirty three, so Square has quite a bit uh, higher PE ratio, even at their lower price. Their fifty two week range is two eighty nine to ninety nine. And again, you're at 108. It looks like it's it's tearing up in the pre-market. And I think that's probably just because it's been beaten down so much. Um, I think if you get this one at, at about 110, you could ride this up to 120. Um, their earnings expectation is... Uh, earnings report expected. It doesn't have it in my, in my trend spider of the expectation. But that one's up 3% in, in the pre-market. Um, and, and that was the only reason. I, I think I'll watch that one. Again, the last few 
Um, well, I don't want to say the last few. Probably the last seven buys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. The last seven buys have been for losses on this one. And what's ironic is uh, the performance chart over a thousand candles is 96% you would have made if you use the algorithm uh, versus just buying and holding the asset, you would have made 39%. Um, there were a total of 24 positions. So for the last seven to be losses, that, that tells you it's just on a, a constant downturn at this point. Um, the RSI is at 45, so my belief is that's why you're seeing a pop is it's just oversold. Um, so let's go back to the uh, uh, the watch list here. AMD. AMD was one. I, I'm still in this one. I did not get out, even though I, you know, I broke my own rule. I got in, I think, at about 113 or so. Um, the algorithm says get in at 114. I kind of did this one early just because I'm a big believer in the company. I bought it right before earnings. That day, I believe I could have sold it for around 130 or so. Um, it's popped up to that. Uh, it's come back down. Uh, it hit the 200 day yesterday, yesterday morning, and that acted as resistance. Um, it did have this death cross of the 50 day. Uh, under the 200 day back on February 3rd right after earnings it got that that death cross but um, that's after it's been going up so essentially it's just consolidating when I look at um, when I bring the volume level over um, let's see let's bring this volume level over to the last time it was trading in this range um, which is about November and when we look at the the volume there's a shelf right here at about 120 right here it's acting almost as resistance here between the the volume shelf at 126 and the 200 day at about 130 um, there's another if it <clears throat> breaks that 200 day and holds that 200 day which I don't know I necessarily expect it to do today um, but if it does, there's a volume shelf between 135 and 138. Um, my belief is that that would be where we would be going to next. Again, this one is 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 a fairly um, expensive historically uh, looking stock, but I, I think AMD and Nvidia are the two chips, and Nvidia has their earnings coming up um, on the 16th next week. Uh, they most likely they just uh, lost their deal with uh, I think just by Xilinx was the name of the company they were buying um, we have a buy on this one at 231 um, you just had the death cross again on this chip uh, and it's all the chip manufacturers uh, on February 2nd you had a death cross but it's continued to go up and my belief is that this um, volume shelf, again, the volume shelf on this one would be dragged up more towards the 300 level. Um, that would be, there's a significant volume shelf up there. I think that's where we're going. Um, I think you're at 258 today. Um, I think that this one probably has a, a magnet up towards the 300s. And I think it might be around that earnings period. If they can announce really good earnings, uh, they are at a significant um, P.E. ratio uh, higher. Their P.E. ratio is 79. 
um, as the the stock has come down, the PE ratio has has uh, consolidated a little. But to give you an idea, even though uh, AMD is selling up at 127, their PE ratio is 48. Now, those are the two companies that I would um, look to to pop in the chip sector. Um, to give you an idea, Intel's PE ratio is 10. Um, they are the bargain basement of, of chips. Um, the other one that I've been recommending on chips is Qualcomm. Uh, their PE ratio is 19. Uh, I to said anything under 180, I think, is a great one for, uh, for uh, Qualcomm. And it's at 174 today. Uh, I do think that this one, uh, along with AMD and NVIDIA, probably around those NVIDIA earnings, it's going to either fall or uh, or get raised. Um, the chip sector typically uh, gets raised or, or lowered by their, their competitors. And I think NVIDIA is a good play. A- again, NVIDIA, in my mind, anything under 250 on this one, you should be in, in good standing. Um, it looks like the 200 days around 260. So I think anything under 250 um, is where I would play with this one. Um, and, and again, it looks like we're going to open up today. Um, we were significantly down yesterday, so I wouldn't. I would expect us to stay up today, um, especially since we uh, we're, we're you know historically this has been a good week. So I would expect today stay up. Um, again, be patient. Look at what you're doing. Um, and understand that that the patience will pay off. Um, let's look at some of this watch list again. Um, do I want a Coinbase? Let's look at get an update on Coinbase. I think you're gonna get this one under 200. It closed at 204. Um, again, you had a death cross. It looks like right around the same time, December 28th, so a month earlier than most others. Um. Crypto has been has been rising. This one is looks like it's it's kind of consolidating. The uh, it, it got to an overbought uh, sixty on the RSI. Um, the uh, MACD is still kind of crossing up. We had a buy on this one at one eighty nine. Um, you're seeing a little dip in the the RSI. Uh, it, it's going down, um, but I, I I would expect today to be up um, on this one. I would expect it to uh, to move up. You're at 209. Let's look at coin on Active Trader Pro. It looks like it's about 205, 207. Yesterday's range was 202 to 217, and it closed at 204. So it didn't quite hit that 200. I think if you can put in a, a buy order at this one, anything under 200, I think you'll you'll you know at some point in the year you'll be able to take that 220 which is a 10% move. Um, and again, I remember I'm a swing trader. I do day trading. Um, one of the big ones that I was do- using yesterday, when you see all of that volatility, and you might even see it today, again, it looks like the Dow's implied open is 50 up 53 and the NASDAQ is up 40. But UVIXI and SVIXI, uh, UVIXI was up, um, I think, 15% yesterday. I took my 10% on, on UVIXI yesterday. Just bought it when I started seeing that everything was going down. Uh, wanted a little protection, so I bought some Uvixi, uh, and I knew if we continued selling off, that would continue to go up. Um, and I don't hold these overnight. Uvixi and Xvixi, I just don't hold overnight. I don't. I don't just invest in these. These are 
These are market plays. These are um, protection kind of areas. Uh, I don't do options. So my protection is usually within these ETF kind of uh, shorts. Um, UV Vixie and XVIXI are great when you're seeing this. If you start seeing that the 10 year note and the two year note in bonds, um, their, their, their convergence kind of coming closer, um, play UVIXI. That's going to be a, 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 a golden sign that UVIXI is going to go up. Um, you look at, you, I think I got in at UVIXI at about 12 or so yesterday. Uh, got out around 14. So it was the end of the day. Uh, but it was a pretty violent move up. Uh, so, um, let's see if there's a, Uber was one. Just so you guys know, Uber, uh, the CEO was being interviewed on CNBC the whole time yesterday. And they kind of slipped. Oh, let's go over a firm. Affirm was one that I said, hey, if you want to play this one, play it. Um, Affirm, really disappointed. Um, what happened was, and it was a weird one, They their social media, their Twitter account, posted their earnings prior to them even being uh, released. Um, the, the, Affirm is one that, that, again, this is a buy now, pay later play which isn't that hard to set up. They have been uh, in bed with uh, Peloton, and that's where they got their, their claim to fame. And as Peloton has had problems selling their bikes, uh, Affirm has gotten hit as well. Uh, so you look at Peloton sinking, uh, and it's almost a, an identical chart. Um, this is not making money. Affirm is not making money. Uh, they are losing money. And they announced that there were significant issues with Peloton and um, their uh, Amazon partnership is just getting off the ground, but not performing. So uh, it was a $2.86 loss per share. Um, they, you know, one, like I said earlier in the podcast, one of the things they said on the call yesterday was uh, we expect losses to continue. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're not making money anytime soon. They're, they're, they need to grow their business. They need to get more, uh, partners out there. And that's, what's going to raise this, uh, as it comes down to the $40 price range, it really becomes a target for a, a purchase. Um, and does Amazon, does Apple, does, uh, you know, JP Morgan, does one of the banks, uh, buy these guys. Um, that's where I, I, I think you're looking at a, a bigger pop is when it gets down to 40. Um, there was just a uh, just a note that one of the analysts reduced their uh, price target from 120 down to, to 80 on this one. Well, it's trading at 53. Um, it's down a significant, you know, 10, 15 percent again today. Uh, it was down 30 percent yesterday. So you're looking at, at, at a sinking knife here uh, or a falling knife sinking nice um we will you know in the algorithm it, it's got sell all over it just don't buy it it was overbought yesterday going into earnings everybody was expecting a pop on this one it never got it and they really screwed it up because you know again they they didn't say that their twitter was hacked but they released earnings three hours prior everybody got confused um price was halted um 
they didn't exactly know what you know what was happening. So uh, I'd stay away from this one. Um, we're gonna look at Roku. Roku is one that's reporting, I believe, next week. Uh, yes, the seventeenth. Um, this was one that got a buy at one fifty. Um, 153, I believe. Yeah, 153. Uh, it has had significant fake outs. What I do like about this chart is that there are significant gaps. They're tiny gaps. They're not big gaps. And if you watch my Twitter yesterday, I showed you there were uh, several that I po- charts that I posted that had great gap fills, just classic, classic chart style gap fills. Um, but you're looking at gaps here. You're looking at on Roku, a falling 200-day, a falling 50-day, a falling, um, a flattening out of the nine and the 21. As we start to to tick up here, um, there are volume shelves. Let me see if I can bring it back to the last time it traded in this range, because this was a significant up play um, back at the begin, the end of 2020. Um, so let's pull it back here. So the volume shelves that I see, there's one created right here at about the 160 range. Um, there's also one about 220 to 235, and there's a, the very large is around 300. There's a lot of people underwater in this one. Um, a lot of people underwater in this one. But these, these volume shelves are pretty good in showing... Um, Again, I think you've got a, 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 a magnet coming up here. Um, the problem that you have, PE ratio, even at today's price, is at 167. It's 80. That's going to shrink. But, again, they have earnings next week. So, on the 18th, um, it looks like the 17th, I believe. Yeah, 17th. Uh, well, no. I'm sorry. It's the 18th. 18th, they report. Um, this one could get a... Get a good pop. Uh, again, you're playing this one. Uh, I think today you're looking at a 167 open. Yesterday's day range was pretty tight, 163 to 177. Um, this one's going to trade with the market like it did yesterday. We saw a big bounce up in the pre-market uh, yesterday. And then you saw just a slide to where it oh, uh, closed down up, up at 165. Um, which is about where it opened up yesterday as well. So you saw some pre-market stuff in this in in yesterday. You're not seeing pre-market stuff today. Uh, I think you could get anything under 160 is a buy on this one. Um, I think you'd you'd be well poised to go 10% on that one uh, into earnings at some point in time because again it's beaten down. I think that's that's the one. So Roku I like. Um, let's see. I'm putting notes in as to what to post. Uh, let's look at Facebook. Facebook's an interesting one because they came back down yesterday. Um, you're still not a buy. Uh, it does look like the MACD is going to cross up uh, on this one. It is significantly oversold. Its RSI is at 28. Um, let's look at there. Uh, they are trading at 228. They're going to open up slightly higher today. Uh, their PE ratio is 16. So this is a value stock. This is a value stock that could potentially continue to grow. Uh, their their guidance was what killed them. And so uh, they, they're the only social media that really saw a problem with the iOS changes. 
Um, I think you've got an opportunity. Again, I continue to say anything under 220 in this one is an absolute, absolute buy. Um, I, I think you just buy it. I think you hold it. Uh, I think my average purchase price is still around um, 300 or no, I'm sorry, about 250 or so. Uh, let me see. Let me see if it'll let me look at this. Um, uh, Facebook purchase price. Yes. Cost per sale 323. So I am in the red on this one. I held it. I was one of those that bought it right before earnings, thought it was going to make some. I'm still holding at that price. I'm purchasing some to try and uh, dollar cost average my price down a little bit because I do think that this is a long term holding. That gap from 247 up to 319 is too big not to go filled at some point in time. Might not be this year, might not be, you know, within the next month. But at some point in time, that gap is going to get filled. This is too big a company worldwide to not get that filled and to only have a 16 multiple on this one. Um, yes, they're spending money in the metaverse. Yes, it's an amazing amount of money compared to anybody else in the metaverse. Um, yes, Mark Zuckerberg has, ta has taken his eye off the ball. Uh, yes, there are uh, regulations that are likely coming. Um, I think you're taking a risk, but I think that's a worth a risk at this point. Again, 16.54 PE ratio. Um, let's look at FinViz real quick to see what their po uh, forward PE is. Um, Facebook, and they did announce that they're changing their uh, symbol to meta at some point too. Uh, forward PE is 15. My God, guys, that that is just... Again, there are some people who say just stay away from it i think the metaverse is, is is something that is real it's going to be a a, a good a good investment so uh, my my question would be if i was buying at 323 why am i not buying at 220 because i thought it was a good deal at 323 because i thought it was going to go up to 400 again the 52 week range on this one is 384 to 216 Again, you're at 229 today. I think you've got a good opportunity there. So uh, I think that's going to do it for today. I've gone on long enough. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, watch the Medium blog. I'll post some of these charts that I was looking at. Um, for earnings, I think you'd get into NVIDIA for next week. Um, I think you get into Roku for next week. Uh, I think Tanger would be my, my last call on this one. Um, Square is a good one to play. Um, I, I typically don't like to, to buy until the week of earnings because I do think, you know, listen, Biden yesterday was telling everyone, all U.S. citizens to get out of Ukraine. It does look like um, Putin would be able to invade within 48 hours uh, and do a mass scale invasion. If that happens, you're going to see this market tank. Uh if that happens over the weekend and you're holding uh, for one of these earnings plays, um, you could get hurt. So uh, be careful, um, buy your protection, understand that that it, it is a volatile time. Um, and I see the 10 year has just dipped below 2%. And, and that's probably why the moves are, are going up is that bond rates are kind of uh, normalizing here rather than the, the huge move that we saw yesterday. So um, 
I would, my personal opinion is if you can get one of these names, Facebook, Roku, um, Tanger Square, uh, prior uh, at the price targets that I put out there, I think you get them today. If you can't, be patient. You know, maybe maybe the price target moves up next week. Maybe you're not going to get it as, as low as you can. Um, I, 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 my promise to you is this is money that I'm going willing to spend, so I, I think you should be willing to spend it as well. Um, again, this is not, not stock advice. This is just what I'm doing. So um, uh, my guidance is, is pretty good over the years. I've lost a lot of money, but I've made a lot of money too. So talk to you on Monday. Take care. Have a great weekend.